1: Yo, what's up, everybody? Last night, i later. Closer to 100 episode. I, I kind of, like... I, I, I brought in another episode, like, Rhodes the 100th episode. Kind of, like, Rhodes for WrestleMania. But, um... Today we got, uh... A father. Drummer of Terror. I think the... the uh, uh, a recording uh, engineer. Do whatever you call it. Uh, the, you know... I guess the living dream of, like, whatever whatever hardcore kid wants to do, I guess. And... Uh, but before that, it was piece by piece. Terror. Am I missing a band? I mean, besides, I was. I wanted to save Wings, Fear, and Sports
0: to the end. Nice, nice yeah. But um, yeah. is there another band I'm missing? Uh, I would say the first band that kind of started my journey into hardcore was uh, I, I there was a band from L.A. called Carry On. Carry On. And oh, I know Carry okay, yeah. You were in at, Carry On at the very end. I was. I was oh, like, okay, okay. I was. I was in high school and I went to a a, a friend of ours had a, a practice space in his house, yeah. and so we I had started a band with this dude, but um, so we were practicing. But at the same time, dudes from Carry On would go to this dude's house and practice. Mm-hmm. So I met; I was probably like I don't know, maybe fourteen or fifteen, and I met the dudes from Carry On and uh, Corey, who is one of the guitar players from carry on who I eventually formed piece by piece with. He, yeah. he, uh, I became pretty good friends with him and he was a little bit older than me, like three or four years older. So he, he took me under his wing a little bit and started taking me to shows and, you know, was giving me all the carry on records and everything. So carry on became like my favorite band. I was like yeah. 15, 16 going to, uh, any carry on show I could, you know, I could get out to, but at a certain point, they were looking for a drummer and so a buddy of mine told me and he's like you got to go try you got to try out and so he had put put the word in their ear that that i was you know maybe able to do it or whatever so they set up like a a, pre, a rehearsal and a like a tryout but it was just me and todd jones todd jones from uh, carry-on yeah, yeah. who was eventually you know nails. we started tear with yeah. and nails and everything yeah. but uh so i showed up for the tryout it was just todd there and we just went over a few songs and and uh pretty much he was like yeah are you down to you know go on tour and i was like yes of course you know i had just graduated from high school so i yeah. was like you know, I just I'm down for whatever. But, it's kinda um, nuts. Like like that's that kinda says a lot
1: about skills because Karen's a pretty like as much as I mean, people don't m I mean, I feel like if you understand hardcore you know how technical they, they are. And I'm like, for that to be the first fucking band, I was like Well it's
0: fast. Yeah, it's, it's like it's really fast. fast. Yeah. And but I love I always love fast shit. I was way more like a punk rock dude mm. that got into hardcore. So anything that was really fast and really aggressive, I was I was really into. So Carry On was like a little bit more on the melodic side and youth crew. um and Youth Crew, but those were the first hardcore shows I was I was going to it was more yeah. on the like Youth Crew side and more on the punk tip anyway. So yeah. to me, it was like it didn't seem like oh this band is really fast because I yeah. was already playing mm-hmm. stuff that was that fast, but it is technical in certain ways. You yeah, know? there's like a lot of roles and different fills and stuff, but um yeah, it was like it was sick. So pretty much joined the band and then for the last they were banned for like maybe another nine months before mm. the band broke up. Why did they
1: break up? Oh well, uh, yeah yeah. Due, due, yeah 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 I due, remember uh, yeah stop being straight. Um but uh let's talk about growing up. Were you always kinda like a crazy kid? Were you always were like mm-hmm. you on like were people like if they would have made you as a kid but like, oh this kid is gonna grow up to be like a crazy dude.
0: I don't think so. Were- I think I was pretty normal, probably pretty calm, dude. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was pretty normal childhood, I guess. But you know, my my parents were kind of like. I was born in in Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. My 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 parents they met in Memphis, Tennessee, and um, they my dad was a musician. He played drums, huh. and my mom, she was, she wanted, they both wanted to come to LA to work in the entertainment business. So, like, my mom wanted to, like, manage bands and do music videos. Oh, and my dad wanted to join a band and, and do all that. So, that's crazy. Yeah. So, they, they moved to Hollywood in, like, the late 70s. And then eventually they got pregnant with me and they moved back to, to Memphis oh. to have me. And then when I was about, I think, three or four months old, they they drove back to LA we moved we moved to uh, North Hollywood so I don't know all my memories I, I think I was like pretty normal kid but I was also like exposed a lot of like yeah you know like my dad was my mom and my dad were both kind of into punk rock and going to punk rock shows in like yeah. the late 70s early 80s and so they were like probably kind of wilding out so I, I probably yeah, grew, yeah. Ra- grew up around that yeah. but I feel like yeah, I just don't have any, like, memories of, you know, me being crazy or things being crazy. I guess when I became a teenager, then we started kind of yeah. wiling out, doing bad shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I would take my my parents' car, they would let me, you know, take their car out. Yeah. You know, with my friends, we would, like, drive around and fucking break shit or fucking light shit on fire or, or whatever, you know, just to yeah. while out. I, I wanna, mean, you're from, like... Um Donnybrook era, right?
1: Like, when, like, you kind of met, like, before, I mean, because to my knowledge, it's, um, it, it kind of, all like, the LA Hardcore we know today kind of started with kind of, like, Brook piece by piece, like, like, the yeah, the LA sure. Hardcore we know today, because then it evolved to, like, Sabalba and then Running Out sure, and then those yeah. bands, that era. But as far as I know, before you guys came around, are your group of, a group of people that was like strife and like, but more on like like LA kind of like barely molding itself.
0: Sure, yeah, and to be honest, like when I like was first going to hardcore shows, like even though Carry On was an LA band, there were a lot, a lot of the dudes. They were kind of from like the Oxnard area, yeah. And there wasn't a lot of shows in LA. Like there was the Cobalt Cafe. I don't know if you ever went yeah, to that spot. I know, oh, oh. but. That was like the only spot around here where there was like any type of shows and there wasn't a lot of bands and there wasn't a lot of like hardcore kids. You know, there's one other hardcore kid at my high school that I met, and, you know, started bands with him, but yeah, it was like I mean, how old are you again? 40. 40. Yeah. Dang, you reached the the big 40. Oh. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah.
1: Yeah, so um okay.
0: Yeah, so I guess timeline-wise that was like you know, like, when I when I joined Carry On, it was in 2001, I think. Yeah. Carry On was broken up by the end of 2001. And then early 2002, like, we had already started jamming with Terror and Piece by Piece. Yeah. So, like, I think Piece by Piece started playing shows first, even, like, in early 2002. Yeah. And, um... And then terror started, and then we—I think we met like Donnie Brook dudes, probably in like 2003 or something like that. Yeah. And then, definitely, kind of linked up with them because we were from up this on this side of the city, like the kind of San San Fernando Valley, like the north side, and they were far south, like almost yeah. on the border of Orange County and like the Whittier area. So, um, so it was cool when we met those dudes. We kind of. You know, it was like they had their whole group of friends. We had our all, yeah, all yeah, yeah. friends. We kind of linked up and like kind of formed this like, you know, cool little fucking group of dudes and uh and started whatever
1: it, doing. I don't shit. like <laughs> no, yeah. Like I, it, <laughs> I hear like the like you know you see like like classic like like New York hardcore documentaries and like you kind of like in your head it, you know it exists like you know the, the time, but specifically when I meet like people like like, you know, from your, uh, when I was like, t- like, when I was talking to marty I'm like, damn, marty's like, old as my dad. And I'm like, like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, <laughs> like, it just, it, like, it kind of really yeah, clicks yeah. With, in my head. Like, I was like, oh, shit, like, like, the, um, like, no matter how much time changes and, like, you know, uh, trends or whatever, like, the the hardcore, like, like, lifestyle, or like, you know, just, like, meeting, just hanging out with the fools, like, you know what I mean? some are straight edge, some are not, you know what I mean, you kind of all just really want to hang out, and, like, go to shows, like, that, like, ethos, I was like,
0: damn, like, that shit's been around, like, even before I was born. For sure. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, because, like... I mean, I still meet dudes that are way older than me. Yeah. I feel like the young kid. Yeah. Around some, you know, some of the old New York dudes. Yeah. Or even me, like, I got pretty close with, like, Strife dudes, and, and they're all, like, 10 years older than me. Damn. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean not to put scott out there <laughs> yeah. but scott's nine years older than me yeah. so it's like you know like i always felt like a younger i mean scott i mean because terry started when i was born so like you were it, born in
1: 2002 2003 2003 yeah gosh. so like when he's like he's like when he like because i had like no recollection of when he was like, when he said i oh, it's like my like he already lived his whole life like <laughs> he was already 30 like yeah, he was already yeah. like i want to be normal i'm like dude like what the fuck? like like you're like in that, and I was like, really bored yeah. I' here, like you know what I mean? like that, I mean it's a beautiful thing, but it's a very like crazy thing when you actually meet these people and you're like, oh like 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 you're not just like hearing about like stories or watching and things you're like you're like seeing like someone tell you like, yeah, like this is like
0: yeah, but and um, they were they were there, you know, like even Scott because like, he he came up in a like the heyday of that shit, you know, yeah. like you know he saw fucking judge and Youth of the day like in the late eighties, yeah. you know like. And to me, that was like I was born in '82, so like obviously I wasn't going to shows, and <laughs> so my first shows re- weren't until like the mid, you know, mid '90s. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, he he lived this whole other era of, yeah, yeah. you know, almost the you know the beginnings of this shit. Yeah, yeah. But it, but like you're, you know, I guess what I'm getting from what you're saying too is it's, you can meet people from all these different eras, and it's like they had the same a similar experience matter what time of, yeah they, they got into this shit and it was like it's pretty cool yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you can relate on all these different levels even though yeah you know you got into it 20 years later than other people did or or whatever it is so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool how it all kind of comes full circle and everybody's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Can relate yeah i mean uh piece by piece um let's talk about
1: piece by piece because to me when i hear piece by piece it sounds kind of like it, it, you could hear the like like um because there's like you know carry on Like, carry On's a good example like it's fast but it's you know like when i mean technical it's like you could tell it's like well written you know what I mean? but piece by piece is more like sounds like kind of like very like obviously fuck you and no pun, pun no pun intended but it sounded like you kind of just wanted a ban. like you know what i mean you kind of just wanted like to sing it didn't really matter about like internal affairs also reminds me of that where, sure. where johnny brook is more like you could tell like you know there's like parts and this part is going to this part yeah but piece yeah. by piece just sounds like Like, I just want a band, which kind of, sometimes I'm like, I kind of want to do that. Whereas, like, I'm sick and tired of, like, finding people that's like, fuck, if I could get four people in a room and just write the fuck, like, you know, just put the songs together, like, and, like, use, like, you know, the hardcore, like, the little, like, tricks, you know what I mean? Like, then, fuck it, just have a band. Is that what it was, or? I mean, I think. It's so fucking fucky, you know what I mean? That's, like, that's what I like about it, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that it's, like, the energy behind it more, if anything, it's, like. It's like, what do we want to, you know, like we want to like bottle up this energy and then let it kind of explode out through this music. So it's not necessarily like we're thinking about the instrumentalism or like, you know, if there's a verse and a chorus and and, and, and all that stuff, it's all about energy and and letting out this, you know whatever you know it's like a just a pissed off feeling you know and i think also it was like when we were starting the band it's like we we didn't pick dudes that we knew were like really good at their instrument it was more like this person is our really good friend we want to be in a band together but it's also like they shared that same attitude it was like the kind of you know fuck you we're gonna do whatever we want like fuck everything just attitude so it was like more of the and less worrying about like you know how dope it sounded yeah. or if we could play this riff or do this it was like well i mean
1: well before we get to the sex album uh how what was your life like at the time like like i guess like whatever you want to say but like that kind of cuz you sound really pissed off you know what I mean? So like how yeah. what, what was your life like well like how was your living situation
0: were you going to school were you working shitty jobs i mean i, I was just just finished high school and i you know i really didn't like school at all at least at the end so i just i wanted to get out you graduated graduated from high school barely barely i don't know if you ever met edgar my friend edgar he's plays guitar and piece he's in the piece. he's in that video right? with a little uh, beer yeah. Yeah, yeah so me and him went to high school together okay and we both like at the end we were both like failing like multiple classes and we both got the phone call from our from our high school it was like if you don't bring these fails up to a d yeah. you're not going to graduate so we had like me and him had to, like, bring a few fails up to Ds, like, in the yeah. last couple months before, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, there was that, and then, actually, this is kind of fucked up, but shortly after I graduated high school, my sister died of suicide. Oh, shit. So, that was probably the thing that really fucked me up the most yeah. at the time. So, I was, you know... On top of dealing with all the grief and everything that goes along with that, um, my parents were also getting a divorce around the same time, so I was dealing with a lot of, you yeah. know, personal emotional shit. Yeah, and I think there was all of that that kind of culminated into like all the music that I was doing. But I think also that's that style and and that kind of energy, like. Those were all always the bands that I was attracted to also. Yeah. So like piece by piece I would say like you know there's a band called Striking Distance from from the East Coast which was like probably my favorite band at the time and if you ever look at videos or hear the records of this dude he's like just fucking pissed off, full of energy and when I saw them live um the singer who was like smashing himself in the head with the microphone and and it was very very stripped down and very simple and to me that (laughs) was like like yeah i want to start a band like that you know but also like old punk rock shit like fear Mm. the band fear from la and and uh i loved like the kind of taking the piss out of people attitude like they were kind of like almost trying to pull pull a joke on everybody Mm. and be controversial and talk shit and get people riled up so it was kind of you know that style that i was into and probably all the fucking crazy fucking family shit that i was going through at the time and this all kind of happened within you know probably like a year or two of each other
1: and uh i mean as much as you like to talk about it um your sister was like how like was she like around your age or like was she younger was she older she
0: was uh about two years younger than me. So, so she was pretty young when that happened. Yeah, she was 16. I was 18. Wow. Yeah, so it was pretty pretty devastating. Were you guys close? Or were you guys like, uh, like... Yeah, I mean, we were like, you know, a real close family in general, you know, my parents and, you know, my, my sister. And so it was like, I'm sure lots of people have experienced this kind of thing, but it's like, you know, when you're growing up and you feel like you're part of this kind of tight family unit, and then, you know, at a certain point, people's parents break up. And then it, you feel like it all kind of breaks up and everybody goes their own direction. It was like, so it was that. So, like, I lose my sister. Were, then, were your parents already, div- like, going to get a divorce prior or, like, to, like your sister? or, or I like- didn't think they would ever get divorced. So, uh-huh. I, to me, I, I I didn't really kind of see that coming. But that happened probably, like probably like a year and a half after my sister passed away oh shit yeah damn so you know i went from like yeah having like my core this is my immediate family and they're always going to be there to being like you know now my sister's gone and my parents are you know yeah. going their own ways so like
1: i mean uh, i can't imagine losing like a sibling like because i was a little sister too, and i'm like i can't imagine like to that you know what i mean yeah i yeah, mean do you ever like is there things that like i don't know like you do or 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 um kind of like to keep her memory
0: going or uh it's kind of a trip it's like like i'll still have dreams yeah where she's like she's there like i've you know like they' like it never happened yeah so like i think about her all the time and just kind of random random thoughts so it's not really like you know like i have to like you know you know think about her or you know do certain things to kind of remember her but um it's kind of like a weird thing when I I think it's probably just the trauma of losing somebody unexpectedly you kind of just you never get over the fact that they're not here anymore you know so to me like I will still have these you know thoughts of like you know that she's gonna like still be here or I I forget I'm like oh yeah that's right she's not here anymore and this is something that happened over 20 years ago. Yeah. And it's, like, I'll still have dreams where she's, like, she's alive, you know. She's, like, hanging out with all of us. And then I'll wake up, I'm like, oh, that's crazy. You know, that, it, like, in the dream, I'm, like, not realizing that she shouldn't be there because she's passed away. I mean, you know? I'm pretty sure,
1: like, in a situation like that, like, there's a fucking shit ton of feelings, your feelings. But do you feel more,
0: like, sad or mad? Like, what was, like, more, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a trip because there's all of that. You know, it's like obviously you're like super but, sad, yeah. but it's like at the same time you you do like form some kind of resentment. Like, how could you do that? You know, like yeah, you, you know, you put you put us all through this this you know painful experience. You know, so it's like all of you all all types of feelings. You yeah. know, yeah,
1: yeah. That was good. Yeah. Um, did you ever like? New or like kind of like or why that happened or like ever or did you just like or what was what happened after if that makes sense
0: yeah it was like i don't know she i i think she she probably had some probably had some mental issues like you know she she'd gone to a couple um you know psychiatrists and different doctors and 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 uh she attempted to commit suicide previously so Uh, yeah i mean we just didn't really know what was going on with her you know and and she was just like a person that was like very probably you know very up and down uh, you know like like even i mean this is kind of super personal shit but like even the day before she committed suicide like she uh she was super excited about she was going to be in this play. Uh, she was like acting and singing in this like local play kind of thing and she was super excited and she was like uh, I was buying tickets from her so I can go to go to this play and she was like excited they were all going to be there so we're all talking about it. And this is the day before. Yeah. So I think she had these like really high, really high highs and really low lows so it was just like, you know, yeah. that kind of thing where certain people I think are affected Affected by things in a way to where like happy moments that make them like really, really happy and they could be like seem like the happiest person in the world and they something bad happens and all of a sudden it's like it really the crushes world. them more yeah. than normal. Do you yeah, think yeah. you have that too?
1: Like, do, no, you feel, do you feel? I would say
0: I'm like probably more even keel when it comes to that emotionally, but it's like something that like that totally fucks you up in a certain way, yeah, because okay. it's like emotionally it's like i would say after that you become kind of numb to certain things you know yeah. like i would say it took a long time for me to like like have like get really upset like whether it's you know super sad or yeah. i don't know it, no, no, it no, kind no. of it fucks you up in a certain way to where it takes time for you to kind of get over the numbness after dealing with something like that yeah so did, like, your parents, that affect, like,
1: your parents' relationship also? Like, do like, you guys come closer? Do you guys, like... I mean, obviously, the divorce separating. Yeah. Guys, but did you guys were, like, kind of, like, in your own lane, like, griefing and not really talking about it?
0: Yeah, it was it was weird because, you know, it's just a weird thing. And yeah. it's, like, I, I, I actually don't even talk about it very much because yeah. it's, like, there's kind of this stigma around talking about suicide. And it's, like, it's, like, one, sometimes it's a bum out for people to hear about yeah. it, you know, like so and and it's a bum out to talk about it sometimes yeah i, I nece- i'm at the point necessarily like to me it's it doesn't bum me out to talk about it yeah. or 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 anything but i think it's like i always like in the past i had a feeling of like i don't want to talk about it because i don't want to bum somebody else out mm. you know yeah. and or i don't want to make somebody feel uncomfortable yeah with, you know bringing something like that up because it's fucking heavy as shit you know yeah. So, I mean, I, 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 I mean, you can talk as much as you want, but I'd rather
1: you talk about it in the sense of, like, not in, um... Like, I mean, Chewy, you know, Chewy Hartman, the artist, he, t- he talked about his sister passing away at a young age, and it's like, and when he talked about it, because um, he's a quiet dude, very, very, very quiet dude. Um, When he talked about it, I was glad that that I was able to, like, kind of, like, give the, like, the... The once like like you could talk about it on this podcast or quote unquote podcast, like about you know like kind of like like um um how did, is it the word uh, homage um no uh, hey pay homage to, yeah like, yeah sure. homage yeah she pay homage one that's
0: not here anymore yeah. yeah 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 I mean sure yeah yeah but um but yeah 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 so it's a fucked up thing you know like at the time I like probably you know wasn't dealing with it properly like you know so probably like you know a lot of way i handled certain things kind of going on from there probably were affected by it you know and so you know i may probably made some bad decisions because you know because i was grieving from from all this stuff happening but um yeah definitely i would say definitely fed into the to the music and i think it also like I wanted to go on tour, like when, you know, Piece by Piece first started, we were we were just playing weekends, shows, you know, we'd go up, go up to the bay or something and play, you know, a few shows here and there, but when Terror started, it was like, with intent to, where, like, we're going to fucking tour with everybody at the time had been in bands that, like, were going to tour a lot, and then the bands ended so we're like we're starting this band like we're gonna go on tour we're gonna try to play as many shows as possible anywhere anytime to who to anybody yeah. and so i think that was really appealing to me to like just fucking get out of town and just fucking leave all this bullshit behind and just yeah. go on tour see the country go to other countries i mean going to other countries wasn't even a a thought in my head but yeah. even just going to the east coast yeah like going to fucking new york or or whatever you know it's like we just wanted to you know i just wanted to like escape get the fuck out of town and just go on tour non-stop and that's kind of what we did at the beginning yeah, yeah. um going back to the
1: song uh um all my life um that song i i it sounds really personal i guess the way you sing it the way it's like I don't know. It feels like you're kind of like saying it like this instead of like this. Does that make sense? And uh, but when I I, just, I saw the music video recently again, and it's a it's like more of a political song. Or what would you say that song? Or or what or what kind of what direct thought or emotion or situation inspired
0: you for? it? Yeah. Like, it kind of, brought that song to life. I would say it's like probably a bunch of different inspirations. You know, it's it's like broadly kind of just like, like, you know. A fuck you and and just like saying like anybody should be able to just do what they want to do. Don't let anybody like tell them that you know that you can't do what you want to do. Yeah. And so yeah, there was a you know probably a bunch of things can't really think about like at right now like what yeah. what the inspiration was, but like yeah, I think just like broadly you know because like I think part of it too like there's references to like some of like the older hardcore bands yeah. that brought across that same kind of message too. So it was kind of paying homage to some of the older like New York bands that um, that had a similar message and trying to do like a L.A. West Coast version of it. You know? Yeah. I
1: mean, you. I mean, you're a crazy dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, at the at the at. I mean, so your parents seem like they were pretty like non nah, like like, not really a close-minded people or who were the people at, or what what were the things you felt were, like, kind of telling you like or trying to pin you down or, like... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I time. mean, it was probably... Yeah, I mean, it was probably just, like... I don't know. Did, did, do you ever feel like... Because I know I do. Like, I feel, that, like, the pressure of, like, damn, I'm a fucking loser because I'm not going to school and I'm, like... I'm, like, going to shows every weekend, but I'm not... You know what I mean? Sometimes, I mean... I mean, maybe it's that. Sure. Maybe sometimes it's yourself.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, there was like definitely a little bit of that pressure, you know. Like, I decided I wasn't going to go to college like 100%. Like, I fucking barely graduated. Like, yeah. I definitely don't want to go to college. I want to fucking go on tour, you know. Like, that's yeah. what I want to do. I wanted to play music. I didn't care if it was like, you know, it was only going to last for a year or a couple of years. Like, this is what I want to fucking do, you know. Yeah. And my parents, they were actually pretty supportive of it you know my mom she was like a probably a little bit more like like as as soon as i said i'm not going to college she's like okay well you you could start paying rent so i paying rent to my mom to live at my you know parents house which in the end is like it's kind of a cool parenting skill you know like obviously it's it's nice for parents to take care of their kids and obviously now things are so expensive it's like fuck, how are you gonna fucking pay rent anywhere else but you know, so my mom, she was probably like a little bit more hesitant, you know, towards like what I wanted to do. But my dad, he was, he was probably, you know, he was probably a little bit more psyched about what I was doing musically or whatever. Yeah, I think he wanted to do more of that kind of stuff when he was playing in bands and stuff. That he didn't, he didn't really get to do. So okay. I think he was, he was psyched that we're yeah going and doing the shit
1: so through all the years of of touring with terror, I'm pretty sure there's like you know there's a lot of shit. What do you think has been like the most like like the biggest challenge like whether it's physically or mentally I mean now you have a kid, yeah you gotta you have a job yeah. like i mean you do i mean you have like a family like what do you think has been the most like
0: damn kinda like out of all the things yeah I don't know it's probably just like we've gone through probably different phases you know i think like it was like you guys tour hard we we yeah we don't tour as much now as we used to and i still would say you guys tour a lot for like how long he has been around but i would say like the first i don't know six seven years of the band like we were on tour all the time like we played like i I was i would count shows like how many shows did we play this year and there was like Five or six years in a row, where we played more than 300 shows in a year. So if you think about it, it's yeah. like only 365 days in a year. It's like we were we were on tour all the time, and it was like, oh, here's a two month tour, and then uh, a week after that tour, we're starting like a month and a half tour. Like, let's just fill in the dates between, so we don't have to like go home, yeah. whatever. So we would just connect tours, you know, and just be be gone you know for like fucking months and months and months and shit yeah but yeah i would say like the hardest shit would probably was like like the morale like in the band you know keeping everybody like it was just hard like people would just get on on each other's nerves you know At at the time it was like people didn't you're like learning how to like respect people's space on tour if you're like all living in a small fucking van and sleeping on people's floors and fighting for the fucking couch at people's houses and shit. It was, like, probably navigating how to, like, respect everybody's space and get along with with everybody in close quarters, you Um, know. Did you
1: ever... I mean, because you say you love touring. I mean, that's what you always wanted to do, but was there a moment where it's like, fuck this, like, and and there was, like, maybe a backup plan, or you're just like, damn, I got no other thing to do
0: in my life. I got to continue this. It's weird. To be honest, I don't think I ever, like had a feeling like I wanted to quit the band Ooh. like there was there was like there was like maybe one moment where like there was like there was this one night everybody yeah. got f- fucking wasted and i I'm straight edge I've been straight edge huh. you know since I joined carry on but everybody else at the time was fucking partying hard. Yeah. So it was like the one straight edge dude and then like four other like dudes that were fucking going in every single night. And um, there was this one night where everybody just got fucking bombed. And I was driving the van back to the hotel. We were staying that night. And uh, uh, Luis was on tour with us at the time. Yeah. I think he was, he was straight edge at the time. Yeah, But he was in the van... Um but anyways, there was like a couple dudes that uh got super fucked up, and then they would, they started like trying to fight each other in the van while i 'm driving to the hotel <coughs> yeah. but they were so drunk that they they couldn 't physically like actually hurt each other, mm. so they were just like just like throwing punches, but like nobody was getting hurt, and like we pulled up to the to the hotel and People started jumping out, and and uh, Martin was like, "If if anybody wants to fight, you got to get out of the van and fight me right now." And, and then everybody was just sitting in the van, just like like nobody wants to fight Martin yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. And uh, somebody gave Martin like a a look or something that made Martin snap, and he Martin fucking punched the. The fucking window of the van and it just shattered in a million pieces of fucking glass went everywhere and and cut up everybody in the van too oh, so anybody shit. that was in the van was like had like blood like coming down them and shit oh, a little piece of glass had cut everybody and and then everybody was just like like i remember Luis was like yelling at everybody and fucking i was like you know what fuck this shit so i like i went and got my own hotel room i was like Fuck this shit. We had a dude at the time that was managing us, and I called him. I was like, I think I'm flying home tomorrow. Like, I don't want to deal with this shit. And then the next day, just like everybody with a clear head and sober, we all got together and fucking had this little powwow outside the van before we started driving to the next show. And everybody just, whatever, apologized, made it all good. Drove, Drove to the show, and I think because everybody was just like, psyched because we're all like all right everything's cool now the uh there's the security at the show was acting crazy and we ended up having a fight with the security at the show and then everybody was pumped like yeah let's just get these motherfuckers like you know all psyched from like making up (laughs) afterwards you know and we like fought these security guards at the show like middle of the set stopped playing and And dudes were fighting you know security and security left they just left the show so then we just went back up on stage and finished the set but that was like kind of the culmination the end of like whatever i'm like all right i'm not gonna fucking quit the band but that was probably like one moment where i was like maybe i'll maybe i'm gonna fly home and fucking say fuck this shit
1: damn i mean i think of a lot of uh like stories you hear like i think uh when the law of power show was happening like there was like the story going around where I think someone was like during Johnny Brook back in the day. Someone was crowd killing a bartender, and like the band still played. Or like, I think of like damn, like if those shows were recorded, or maybe I was like, what? Like, would that? I mean, I'm pretty sure people think that's like a negative thing if those shows were still like up there on YouTube. Like, because like I you search up like a lot of your guys' sets. Like, there's like maybe one or two. Like for how long you gets toured, piece by piece, and Johnny Brook and Internal Affairs. I'm like. Would 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 part of you even like those sets to be up there? Like like kind of like yeah, maybe maybe guys should see like what it was like.
0: Yeah, it's weird because it's just like a different time, you know. It's like, especially you know things got a little bit, you know, more politically correct over yeah. the last you know few years or so. So it's like part of you is like shit, you know. Like uh, you know maybe people shouldn't see these these old sets <laughs> yeah. or, or whatever, but. I don't know, I don't even remember exactly what happened, but it, it was just, it's just weird, because it's just a different time, things just happen differently, you know. there was, it was a different world in general. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely this period in the mid-2000s where there was just, like, just so many fights yes. at shows, and, you know, like, not to say that, like, people that we were friends with weren't, like, causing some of these fights but there was just like it was it was just so much fucking violence at like every fucking show yeah. like you go to a show and it's like you knew that there was going to be somebody was going to get beat up and now hindsight is like that probably shouldn't be happening in hardcore shows obviously sometimes you know something happens and yeah. it, there's a little scuffle and people need to get it out it's all good you know but it's like definitely glad that it's not like that but at the same time, it was like, at the time, it was kind of like appealing in a way because you're like, yeah. you go to a show and it's like, you know, it definitely felt kind of like dangerous, you know, that like some shit could just pop off at any second, you know? Yeah. Somebody rolled in that was like, you know, like a fucking Nazi dude or whatever and fucking dudes would just get their fucking ass whooped or whatever, you know? It's like yeah. Shit just would happen all the time. I mean, like, even a song, like, a song like, I Fuck You, you know what I mean, like, now,
1: people would fucking lose their shit, um, I mean, this is 2013, right, this is, like, I think Luis, I I, I might, no, I'm not quoting him, but he said something about, like, um, like, like, hardcore after 2013 was, like, like, you know, you could see the shift, like, you know what I mean, you could start seeing the shift into, like, uh, I mean, like, what hardcore is now, you know what I mean, whether it's, whether you like it or not, you know what I mean, but, um, um yeah that that record um how, how did that come out uh, that little uh that ep
0: yeah so piece by piece kind of became a like this fun side project yeah because like a rock and just, roll band well that too yeah. you know, we started like fuck it like we're not a full-time band we're not playing sh- we barely play shows like so when we do it let's just do something fun and kind of different yeah you know so um <clears throat> the dude that was playing drums is our good friend Smackman who was like a dude that yeah. I don't know if you ever met Smackman yeah. or you know. Sounds fucking funny. Yeah. He's awesome. He's yeah. like he's the man. But one one became one of my best friends and and he didn't even know how to play drums and he's like, I'll learn. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well if you learn you're you, in could, the band. you could play drums in the band. <laughs> and so he just came back like after a a summer like and just like, yeah, I learned. And was like, Alright, well you're in the band and so he he was out in LA at one point. I was like, "Let's go book a rehearsal spot and just write a record." Yeah. So me and him went to a rehearsal spot. We wrote like the whole entire record like in one a day, two hours. Like, yeah, that's what I wanted to practice, do. Yeah. yeah. A practice, one practice, yeah. all the music. You know, no lyrics or anything, but like we had all the songs. Yeah, yeah. The next day we went in and actually recorded it, all the music and just fucking banged it out. And then it took a little bit more time to do the lyrics and yeah. record all the vocals. But yeah, it was kind of like a, a fun thing. And I don't know. It's like I don't know if if when people hear like piece by piece shit, if they actually are affected by it, like I don't even know if how many people are even listening to it. It yeah. might be ten people. I don't fucking know. But it's like it's like I always like want to do something that's like gonna maybe make people think like In certain ways, it's like I want to do stuff that would make people not like the band (laughs) (laughs) on purpose. You know, it's like kind of in a funny way, like an inside joke for us. Like, let's do something that would maybe make people mad or maybe make people not like the band because it's funny for us. Or let's do something that's crazy that just confuses everybody. You know, so even doing like a rock song on that record is like with some fucking provocative lyrics. You know, it's like. With all the other songs are super, you know, a totally different style. And it's like, you know, it's like maybe they love the whole record and they get to that and they're like, what the fuck is this shit? You yeah. know, it's like that was that's the whole idea is to make people be like, you know, like what the fuck? Like, this, yeah. this is either this is bullshit or maybe they like it. I don't fucking know. I mean, like, well, Wings Beer and Sports,
1: like that was like, I mean, clearly a joke band, but um, like the fact that you guys even have a music video
0: for it and like you guys press like seven inches, like I was like, what the yeah. fuck? um (laughs) yeah that shit was crazy because it was at the time i was i was renting a house down the street from here and it just became like the rage fucking party house so it was like you know either we go to show and then go back to my house afterwards or or just be a random night where everybody would come over and get fucking wasted and crazy and then in the garage i had like a little studio thing built up so i'd be like two or three in the morning everybody's fucking wet completely blacked out or wasted yeah. like let's go in the studio so i would like write a song spur them the moment I'd put something together real quick and then everybody would just start fucking singing on it and just you know everybody's so fucking bombed they don't even know what they're saying and we would just come up with these things that we thought were like the fucking funniest thing in the <laughs> world you know yeah. and it's funny because the next day like obviously i was sober but everybody else they didn't even remember. They're like, did we record a song last night? And I was like, dude, we recorded three songs last night. A whole fucking You know, yeah. just like, had no idea. They're like, did I sing on it? They're like, yeah, oh yeah, you did the chorus. And like, <laughs> it was fucking funny. But how did, the, how did the idea to like make a music video come about? Well, oh, uh, the video? I think. It's it's, it's like a well put, video, well, good, well done video put together. Yeah. Was like, it was, dude, it's just funny. It was just trying to be fucking, just fuck around. Like, we took it so serious like you know we wanted we just wanted it to be really funny actually there was a dude that bailed on us the day of like we had the whole idea like this is what's going to happen the video but there was this guy that was doing videos that um i can't remember how we met him but we're like it was a young kid he was probably fucking like 17 or 18 and we had him come over and we're like we're gonna fuck with this guy so we're like yeah, come over. We're gonna have a, a meeting about the video. He's like, okay. So he came over, and we like sat him down. We're like, all right. So the video is gonna start. There's gonna be uh, a tidal wave of beer. You can do that, right? He's like, uh, uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, I can't. Like, so we started like just whatever, just fucking with this kid. And he like got up to leave eventually, and he like. I think he was so like fucking nervous, whatever. He he opened the closet door and tried to like leave the house, but walked into the closet accidentally. Like oh, the dude my. was like, dude was like shook for whatever reason. But the next day he canceled on us, so we ended up having to like have another dude like show up last minute and and film all this stuff. But we're like, uh, Edgar, um, his uncles lend us his car, so we had this fucking. I think it's Impala or some shit. And yeah. we're, like, driving down fucking Arlita Boulevard with fucking... And Edgar is just drinking a 40. Broad daylight, just drinking a 40 on, in a convertible. I didn't think about that. Yeah, uh, driving. And we're, like, filming with cameras. We're, like, you know, it's, like... Was a kid who built a hardcore kid or, like, was it just, like, a random kid? I, uh, I can't even remember. I don't know.
1: <laughs> it was, like... I mean, I think the, the best part of the, the video is Martine like, playing the 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 broom guitar yeah I was like I was like fuck this is so fucking funny but yeah but um but yeah so now you have kids I mean you have a kid now you're married um do you re- do you regret a lot of the stuff you, you did like do you like actually like I'm like fuck like I wish or or you're just like like I don't like I still don't give a fuck uh
0: I mean I guess I don't regret anything because it definitely uh, whatever, I guess you could say, if you changed anything, maybe you wouldn't be exactly where you are at this point. So, you know, I probably did a bunch of stupid shit, you know, that i probably learned from, you know, I learned from all the mistakes that I made over the years. And so eventually, you you know, you start to kind of get your shit together. And, um, and then when you get in a relationship with somebody, it's like, you know, you really have to pull your, get your shit together, you know, because it's, I mean, there's so much work that goes into being in a su- successful relationship. So it's, it's, it's just um, there's no room for, you know, any fuck ups or, or just, you know, just it requires a lot of, you know, nurturing and attention. So it's like, you know, when I met my wife, it was like, you know, definitely just fell in love with her. But it was also like, you know, I want to be the best person that I can be and make our relationship the best it can be. So it was just a lot of a lot of work of kind of unlearning a lot of my, you know, like old ways, you <laughs> yeah. know? And, you know, just the mentality. I don't know. There's just like, like little things, you know, like... Like... And this is just fucking... I, maybe it's even a guy thing, but like... I remember when we first started dating, like I would... I said, fuck laundry. I don't like to do laundry. Hmm. So I would buy a pack of fucking cheap socks and like fucking cheap wife beaters huh. and and I would just throw them away. Oh, shit. You know, like, yeah. oh, done with these socks. Just I would just toss them. I was like, so I never have to do laundry ever. <laughs> you know, so it was like little things like that. Like, she's like, you can't do that. Like, uh, you can't live life and never do laundry ever. Yeah. And You know, it's like why not you know it's like well it's whatever it's bad for the environment obviously you're just wasting money by throwing away fucking yeah shirts and socks every day fucking i mean you save a lot of money little, yeah you save a
1: lot of money if, yeah little <laughs> shit like that but
0: i mean was she the first person that like
1: was it well, um like you really wanted like we in love you like i'm gonna marry this person or where you had multiple relationships in the past
0: uh probably this is probably the first person i really wanted it, you really know. yeah well, I, I had well, yeah. some long relationships before that but there was like i was gone like 90 percent of the time yeah. on tour like they, they were never going to be like real successful relationships so you know this is like the first time where i was like you know i i really want this to to be successful and i, I want to put everything into it
1: what do you think that's had a bigger that. impact age or the person for you to like make it work. Were you like? Were you like? At, like at
0: the age you're like, man, like I it's, should like. It was probably both because it was like, if I met her ten years before, like I would have, you know, yeah. it wouldn't it wouldn't have worked because I wasn't mentally ready, you know. Yeah. So. I mean, I mean, I've heard like
1: two. There's like two types of parents. Like when they have a baby, like and they had a crazy life. They they either like, man, I hope like you know, I kind of wish like. I'm gonna give you the knowledge and everything, to prepare you for the world. Or I was like, damn, like, I kind of wish, like, I hope you don't go down the path I did, because
0: <laughs> it's not a fucking great path. Which one is it for you? It's it's weird, cause like, yeah, like maybe I did a bunch of crazy shit, and like, I don't, but I don't. To me, I don't look like look at it that in that in that light, you know. To me, it's like I look at the way I forged my path was like. I just did the things that I wanted to do, and I figured out a way to like make them sustainable mm. and so it's like to me it's like like in the end it's like I did all the things that society tells you that you shouldn't do to be successful in life. I went the opposite direction, and I somehow found figured out a way to make it successful for me you know it's like it all it all it all worked out like everything kind of all worked out in a way to where, like, I 100% stayed true to myself the whole time, but, you know, made a living doing it, fucking, you know, accomplished all these things. So, it's like, I hope that, like, you know, like, all the experiences and the things that I've done and been through, I could share that with my child and, and say, like, you don't have to go down the traditional path if you want to, that's cool. If you want to go to college and, you know, and do do normal things, that's totally fine. But if, if you want to do something that's totally different because you're passionate about it, you know, just, like, go for it. Or if everybody's telling you one thing and you want to do the other thing, definitely, yeah. definitely do it, you know? And uh, ter- and now that... I mean, how old is your baby? Like,
1: She's young. She's, oh, just she's- just
0: nine and a half months. Okay, yeah, she's, yeah. yeah. So you're, like,
1: in the 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 most like you know I feel like one to five is the most important yeah I mean, for sure I mean the whole life is important whatever but
0: yeah it's like
1: <laughs> yeah but um, beginning is now that tour and now, I mean Terror still tours and you know duh, how's that like do you think it's, you're gonna be in Terror for, like for longer or you're gonna
0: yeah I'm not I mean the thing that's cool now is like we've been doing it for so long and everybody's so cool with each other and the band and you know and like me and Scott started this band it's like we look, everybody looks out for each other, you know? So it's, there's like, you know, like Scott had some some uh, problems with like his neck and his back where right. he had to take time off. And that was one of the reasons we started, decided to slow down and not tour as much. And when we do go on tour, they're shorter tours. So it's, you know, with me having a kid, it was like, you know, there's all these reasons for us to like, tour more strategically Mm. have more time off in between tours so it's like everybody's on board to make everything cool and easy for everybody you know so even like when around the time when my my wife was going to give birth we planned the tour the the terror schedule around it you know it's like everybody was cool enough in the band to like say yeah like if you need take time off like we'll all take time off and so it was almost like a paternity leave you know the terror schedule became like a paternity leave we had this time off around when my you know my girl was born so it's just cool like that now to where like if you know if I need time off or if anybody needs time off or needs to do something it's like we can kind of work the, work the, the terror machine to like accommodate for everybody's life and shit so how about drumming too like
1: like like yeah drumming like drumming i think is the most yeah the most the, the most exhausting i feel like uh maybe a vocalist too but being from him but you can make that work how's that like drumming like at your age yes yeah, it's, it's like do you think like do you get tired more or do you like i i know some people have to do exercise
0: yeah like to keep up the stamina sure. yeah like i there was like Ten years ago, I started running all the time. Mm. Like, fucking half mile or a mile whatever. You know, just whatever. Because I got so out of shape. I was, like, fucking... Like, gained a bunch of weight. I was, like... So I was struggling during terror sets. Like, I remember I would tell Scott, like, hang on a minute in between songs and shit. So, um... Like, I started exercising to kind of get in better shape. Now it's, like... I feel like I'm in better shape than I've ever been so the drumming is like a lot a lot easier now and oh, okay. kind of crazy Yeah, it's like if you take care of yourself it's like you know like stay you know stay fit it's like you know, it translates to being able to you know making the playing the set a little bit easier damn so yeah, yeah I hope a lot of people hear that part it's like like you gotta like like your outside well, life yeah, everything and it's just getting old you know like yeah. well, how old are you? 19 you're 19 so like you don't feel shit when you're 19 like you do right. doing fucking whatever you know like oh, <laughs> well, i don't know what's like the idea of like something like we eat
1: ramen for like dinner and like or like we're just like oh, let's just eat ramen you know what i mean and then be like and then we we'll like something in the morning like i hear people when they're like yeah i can't ramen like how do you like i mean you know what I mean? it's like i, I can't grasp the idea that like, you cannot eat certain things or like certain things don't fill you up or i don't yeah. know how it works
0: Uh, there's just a certain point and it'll and you guys will feel it it's like when you hit a certain age it's like I remember like probably this was like it was right around when I turned 30 and I remember I like was getting out of the shower and I reached to get the towel and I threw my back out and I was like what the fuck and like I couldn't walk for a couple days and I was like your shit just starts fucking breaking down so it's like like eventually like right now you can do whatever the fuck you want you know like when I was 19 it's like we would eat in and out burger every fucking day and we would get like two double doubles and fucking (laughs) animal style fries milkshake and a coke and just smash it every day and then stay up to fucking four playing fucking video games yeah and it was no big deal we just do it over and over and over and you know it's like right now you can do whatever the fuck you want it is awesome you know yeah i mean firstly it's like it kind of catches up with you You, yeah i've heard feeling everything you know yeah, I've heard that, so I'm trying to take advantage of it. Like, you know, I've heard
1: that, and so like <laughs> yeah, so take I, advantage yeah of I was like, yeah, because I think I had, that, that specific conversation happened where it's like, yeah, I'm just eating ramen. They're like, well, like rum ramen's not good. I'm like, like that. I was like, oh, like I guess you cannot eat ramen. you yeah. like. That kind of I was like, oh, so I guess that does happen. There's,
0: like, weird thing Like, now I have to, like, I stretch before we play a, sh- a, a terror show because... I've seen people stretch before marching, like, older dudes. I'm like, wow. Like, yeah. I mean, it's like, I'm I in start- the back. And I'm just here. And yeah. I'm like, let's go. Like, like, I would get, like, weird things with my elbows and my uh, shoulders. Like, I don't know. It's like, you know, we've been in band for over 20 years yeah. now. amount of shows we played and everything is like... I'm sure that, like, all my joints are just... I don't know, maybe they're in okay shape, but I, I just start to feel it. So if I don't do like stretching and shit before a show, sometimes I'll have like weird shoulder pain or my elbows or my, my wrists and stuff. Is it like so. long
1: stretches or like a whole like work like
0: process no, or like just, just like, like? Probably like ten, min- <laughs> 10 minutes before we go on, I'll just like I'll just stretch a bunch, loosen, loosen up my like my arms and then like, yeah, just kind of try to loosen up my muscles or whatever in my arms or whatever be- before we go on. And then that, then I won't get like any weird pains and shit. So if I do that, then then it's all good. Do you think Terror's gonna be like the Wu Tang, us forever or or not? I think so. Like, I don't think even if
1: he has on tour, like, yeah, like or like tour like as much
0: forever. Yeah, because that's the thing. It's like I don't, I don't think there's any reason for Terror to ever break up ever. Huh. The only reason would be if we can't physically do it, you know. So it's maybe there'll be a certain point where we're just too fucking old and it's like. He's fucking. It's just fucking hurts to get up on stage or whatever. But yeah. like, I don't know. You see, like, like we played with Agnostic Front a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago, on on the East Coast. Huh. And uh, they're still doing it. Vinny Stigma is like sixty five. he's older. He's older than my dad. So I see something like that. Like, oh, this dude's older than my dad. He's like in his mid sixties or something like that. And he's like. Oh, yeah, just fucking rocking it and just like doing his thing so it's like maybe we'll be like 60 year old dudes like getting up there and doing it you know like yeah. i don't think the mentality behind it there's no reason to ever stop doing it yeah. you know it's like i think it means too much to everybody that's in terror. like we want to play hardcore shows we want to you know go to other places and play play yeah. play, play with everybody you know play with play with younger bands play with fucking older bands play for crazy metalheads or whatever it's like we just we want to keep doing it so probably just like not being able to physically do it would probably be the only thing it would stop us from doing it yeah yeah because hardcore is at, at at that point where
1: it's like the full life cycle like of you know the people kind of started it it's like not. i mean punk is older than hardcore like but think about that I'm like damn like how many people are now, like, we're coming to that age where it's, like, even if they want to, it's, like, I mean, like, it's, like, right, you don't, they don't got it in them. You know what I mean? That's, that's fucking, that's, that's really crazy. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a good way to wrap it up. Cool. So now we're, uh, we're going to do a, we're going to do this or that to wrap it up, which is, I would say, like, Coke or Pepsi and then, you, like, say it. All right. Um, but before you you got any fuck you any fuck you you wanna, you wanna say <laughs>
0: not really nah, this point, no, no like, more fuck yous anymore <laughs> at this point it's like yeah, I, don't, I mean there's I don't know nobody really like things piss me off but people don't piss me off you know? um, what are some things that piss you off fuck <laughs> I don't know I mean like social media right. I don't know that's like Fucking typical bullshit. So I'm not gonna say that. Fuck social media.
1: I Fuck mean, Twitter specifically.
0: Whatever. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. whatever. I don't. I don't. I don't even. I'm not even mad about that. But I don't fucking. I mean, well, what are you doing make... your free time? Like when you're at home, like you're just chilling. Like, just... well, when I'm home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When, like, I, at this point, the last year I I've had zero free time because it's like when I'm home, it's like baby duty. You know, uh-huh. I'm trying to make up for all the time when I was on tour and you know my my wife is staying home with our girls so it's like when i get home i try to like give her a break and so i go on walks you know with 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 my baby or i got a a jogging stroller so i'll go on runs and put her in the jogging stroller um so yeah a lot of times just focusing on our you know on our kid and like when I really do have my own free time, like I, I do running and shit, or or go on the bike or whatever. So like today, like when you know we were gonna get together a little bit later, I was like oh, I'm gonna hit a run. So I went and fucking uh-huh. went and ran, up you know up in the hills or whatever before. So it's like okay. that's like what I do for like if I have like an hour of like my own free time, I'm probably gonna go for a run. Mm-hmm. So that's like my shit. Okay, okay. Um, Well, I gotta
1: ask this. I mean, before anything. Uh, What's, like, the biggest, like, non-cliché thing that having a kid has taught you? Uh, like, that really, like, opened your eyes, like, like, oh, shit. Like, it took this for me to learn.
0: I don't know. A lot of stuff, it's just probably, I don't know. It's hard to say. Because it's, like, it's, it's uh, like. Or
1: something new you felt, something new you learned, something new you kind of, like. Yeah. Or something you disagreed with and you agreed, like, something. Or you agree in it or something like that.
0: Yeah, I think, like, everything, What I guess what people say about having a kid is, like, like probably... You could probably multiply it by, like, ten, even. You know, because it's, like, uh. it's... You think having a kid is hard? You're like, oh, it's something hard. I can do it. And then, like, then it happens and you're like, this is actually way harder than I thought it was gonna be. Oh, Not shit. that it's like discouraging in any yeah, way, yeah. but you're like, wow, this this is really takes a lot of for me, but a lot of time and patience and, you know but it's all good. I I I love it, you know. Yeah. We'll fucking fucking cha- change changing shitty diapers or fucking yeah. whatever. It's all good. Like yeah. it's, it's it's pretty cool. So if anything I would just say like like yeah like all the cliche just shit that people say multiply it by 10 because it's like, like, like oh, all <laughs> the good stuff like you know the feeling of having you know like looking in your child's eyes and like feeling like a connection it's like it's hard to even put it in words you know so multiply that by 10 you know yeah. multiply like feeling shocked because you just you know just sleep you're not really getting any sleep yeah. for certain certain times you know it's like Multiply that by 10, you're gonna be feeling extra fucking shot, you know, stuff like that. Okay, okay,
1: okay, that's, that's I think that's a good read. Yeah. All right, we're gonna do this for that and then wrap it up. All right, um, are right, you ready? Black flag or circle jerks?
0: Uh, this is a weird one because I like, I would say, Black flag, but with Keith Moore singing. Okay, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, Death Threat or Haybreed? Death Threat.
1: Slayer or... Slayer. Slayer, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Metallica or Guns N' Roses? Neither. Really? Damn. Yeah. Uh, Walmart or Target?
0: Target, but... Target's fucking expensive bullshit. But yeah, (laughs) Target
1: probably. Um, Sublime? No, no, no. Green Day or Blink-182? Green Day. Green Day. Um...
0: Vegan Reich or Green Rage? To be honest, I don't even, I'm not familiar. I know the names, but Uh. I don't know anything about what they're about, so I can't pick one.
1: Earth Crisis or... No, no, no. Converge or American Nightmare? (sighs) American Nightmare. Doing vocals or doing drums? Doing drums. Soccer or... Soccer or football? Eh football football yeah uh, baseball or basketball baseball baseball Uh, suicidal
0: tendencies or descendants that's a hard one because like descendants were like a big part of my early kind of getting into punk rock but stylistically in the end probably suicidal and let's do three more um
1: coke or orange soda coke coke crowbar or I hate God crowbar I'm trying to think of a big one to wrap it up Krilla uh, biscuits are using today use it today sick
0: yeah
1: all right thank you everybody for listening this was uh Nick by piece by piece terror yep oh yeah thanks dude